Today's Daily DVR is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Head on over to Cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. You've heard me talk about Cufflinks before. You know all the awesome, geeky, as well as super high-class products they have. And if you check their homepage, they're always listing a bunch of deals for you. And, of course, I did just tell you one, DVR20. So go ahead and use that. And you know what? You still got to look good, people. We know you got to be careful out there. We still got corona going on, but you can still look good if you're zooming it or even if you're just walking past someone looking outside a window. So head on over to cufflinks.com today. Use code DVR20 and save. Thank you, Cufflinks. Welcome back to Daily DVR. We have yet again an amazing show to bring to you today. But first off, of course, I do want to remind you to head on to DVRpodcast.com. Check out all our awesome shows that we have covered in the past. And I do want to remind everyone we are just a couple weeks away a little less than a month away of the premiere of the final season of Better Call Saul. And both Heath and I will be covering that for the entirety. They're going to have a little break. Uh, They're breaking the season up as AMC likes to do, but we will be covering both. And we're also going to be back for Westworld and also the new Game of Thrones show. So we have a lot planned over the next, I don't know, year or so. It's going to be a lot. We have a lot planned for this evening, too, because we have a very special guest. He comes to us from the future. Uh, It is Thursday at 830 for me, and it is Friday at what? Three o'clock for you. It's Peter. Peter from Australia, baby. What's happening, buddy? Good day, Axel. It's 230. Oh, okay. But it's Friday, right? Yep. That's crazy, man. That's, what's so I can Friday? Tell you like? anything you want to know from the future? Okay, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You know what? I don't even want to know about the future because it's only that's only a day away. Did you know the lottery numbers for Oregon for tomorrow? I, I do, uh, but okay. I can't tell you because I've already <laughs> bought the ticket. <laughs> you don't want to split it with me. No, I'm greedy. Oh, okay. That's all right. I understand. I I know Australia is an expensive place to live, so, Uh, you know. Everywhere is these days. Yeah, gosh, man. Let me tell you something. The other day, my good friend Derek, who has a great podcast everyone should listen to, Conspirituality, um, he was sending me real estate uh, from an area we used to live in Jersey City. And when we lived there 15 or more years ago, oh my God, it might be, it was 20 years ago. Oh my, it probably was actually more than 20 years ago. Um, it was not a good neighborhood. It was like a very bad neighborhood. We loved living there, but it was not a very good neighborhood. It was a bit dangerous. And now they're selling like, now it's like one floor of a house that we used to pay. I, I don't know. We paid like less than a, maybe a little over a thousand in rent was like $700,000 or something, and they oh, were calling gosh. it a condo. <laughs> well, my uh, mother-in-law bought this house that I'm in at the moment uh, about, uh, about 
about 20 years ago and she paid 75 grand for it. If she put it up on the market now, it would go for somewhere around 750,000. Yeah, wow. Real estate, man. That's what we should be into. We should be we should be talking real estate instead of reality <laughs> TV, which is what we're going to be talking about today. We've got yep. a full slate. We're going to be talking about let's see the list. We got Love is Blind. Married at First Sight, U.S. and Australia. We're going to talk a little Bachelor, maybe some Temptation Island, Joe Millionaire, Love After Lockup. Woo, okay. 90 Day Fiance. Oh, you added another one, Naked Attraction. I haven't seen that. Okay. And I I've had got a couple. I'll tell you about that. That's unbelievable. <laughs> okay. I can't wait. Um, we also both, have you been keeping up with. Let's jump in on something a little, not having to do so much with love, but a little bit more strategy. Have you been keeping up with Survivor in the United States? Uh, I haven't as yet because I've been, uh, Maths Australia is on one, two, three, (laughs) Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, four four nights a week. And um, I mean, it doesn't need to be, but they stretch it out. And I kept trying to keep up with that and all the non-reality shows. Uh, I just seem to run out of time. But I am recording Survivor uh, and Australian Survivor, which I've also got, which is almost finished. And uh, so once maths is finished, I, I assume we'll go on to survivor. Okay. Did you see the last season of survivor us? Yes. Okay. You have. So I'd like to ask you, Peter, what was your impression of this new survivor with all of the new different confusing immunity idols and, you know, read this weird statement at tribal or, or you get sent away to an island, and if you risk your vote, you if you both risk it, you lose it. If one risks it, they get double. What do you think of, and kind of also, I should add, they're going a little bit more in depth with the um, backgrounds of the people on the show. For a long time, they gave you a little bit, and they concentrated on the strategy. Now they are yeah. spending a fair bit more time uh, talking about the people themselves and their either either their lives or um, any kind of ideas or it's just basically more about the people than the strategy. What is your take on this new survivor? Uh, I I thought there were some good things and some bad things. Um, I'm all for them changing things up. Uh, you know, like in the past, they brought in. Immunity idols, and I, I can remember the first time I said to uh, my wife, "I'm not going to like that." But as it turned out, I did. As the seasons went on, as they got it better, um, I, I'm all for them trying things. But a lot of the stuff they tried, I wasn't really taken with last season. I think. Um, I don't really want to know that much about the people. <laughs> I just want to get on onto the games and the strategy and the line yeah. and uh, outplaying and and all that sort of stuff. 
Yep. Yep. You know what? I'm going to have to agree with you, brother. I, 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 they're, they're doing it again this season and I won't spoil any of the show for you. And it doesn't really have much to do with who wins or who loses at all. And that's part of the reason why I think that in an effort to, I guess in an effort to address social issues that were happening in America, they decided to do that through the stories of the people on the show, which so many of these reality shows do. And I think they did a good job of it, but they just did too much. Like once they laid down the foundation of that, if it becomes a part of the game, then I want to know about it. Right. Like it did become a a part of the game on last season and the season before as well. That's cool because that's part of the game. But spending so much time, like getting, trying to convince me that I want someone to win because of this specific reason, you only have to mention it once and I'm kind of into it, but it seemed to me that they just kept on like going back to the well. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm all for if if there's a connection to the show, um, whatever that may be about somebody's background or something. I'm, I'm all for that. That's fine. But uh, there's a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, I, I I'm in a difficult spot because obviously I'm in Australia, not America, right. and America was going through some hell last yep. season when it was on. And so they probably thought they had to address issues. But I think people want to get away from that. They want to escape from the reality. And I think it's it's better maybe to leave some of those issues out. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I you've got to remember the, the first person who won Survivor was gay and it, nothing was made... You know, there wasn't a big deal about it at the time. No, that's true. And and like I said, I don't think, to me, I think they did a good job of doing that, right? I think yeah. that what we're talking about is really choices in editing. Like we're both yeah. saying, when it becomes a part of the show, I think we're both liberal people. We're both we're both interested in exploring social and cultural ideas as they relate to whatever reality, even, even if the reality shows aren't that real to begin with. Right. And people are, you know, by whether it's the producers or themselves creating characters, that's okay. It's television, you know? So I think that that's the part that loses me is I know that the people on the show too know that whatever they're saying is becoming a part of their narrative as a character on a TV show, right? Yeah, so exactly. If you're by if you're trying, it like it obscures the reality by being too real. Like it it, it challenges the basis of the show, which is something yeah. literally that happened on The Bachelor this season. Um, oh yes, yeah. Where, where I where I think like it became confusing to people to say, okay, something that happens in the show is one thing. It's not reality. You're watching a television show. Um, yeah. So I think we both agree on that survivor. Cause I was just watching the last episode 
of this season. And it, ha- and it actually, I thought that they had added too many, the idols that they had added were a bit confusing and they, they kind of were, sometimes they were working and sometimes they weren't, but this last episode in the U S I think it's episode three that comes to play in an interesting way. That surprises. I think even Jeff was surprised at what happened. And okay, I, and I think that See, it, it, it kind of paid I, I off. I love it when they they bring in new things. Yeah, I mean, over the the uh, what's it been twenty? No, forty forty something seasons is yeah. it now? Yeah, I've forgotten. Anyway, it's been a few. Um, they brought in lots of stuff that. They tried and it didn't work. Forty-two uh, seasons, dude. Remember, they brought in that those coins that or tokens or something. Yes, that, yes. And you, it that only currency. lasted one season. Yeah, yeah. They were like, "This is the currency of Survivor," and I actually, yeah. I think that's the thing is, if they commit to something, it usually can become an interesting part of the game. If they just create it and walk away and let the players. And the dynamic of the players kind of form, you know, like form which way it goes. It's when they try to like do too much that I think that it can it can backfire on them in both the idols and their the way that they edit the show. It has to be more of a mix because I think all people who love Survivor love it for the strategy of it, right? Like the yeah. chess of, of it. And I think in this last episode. There were, they actually reached a level with the new idols, particularly the one where you risk your vote or you don't, where it put everyone in a really interesting situation and it made you understand the potential of adding things like that when it's left to the contestants and not the producers. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there was one thing I was going to mention from last season that I'd like to get your take on, which was there was a stage where four uh, African-American people yeah. were talking Band about yep. having... That's what I was talking about when it became yeah, Making the game. sure one of them won yeah. as opposed to anyone else. Now, I, I'm fine with that ha- having that conversation, but would they have shown it if it had been four... Caucasian people? I think they would have. I do. I really do. And, and there and, would have been a lot of backlash yeah, for you, it, I assume, too. Yeah, but you know what, though? The thing is, that has happened before, but it's happened under a different auspice. Where, like, instead of saying, we're four white people, right? They would be yeah. like, we're the four bros. You yeah. know? So it has happened before. Um, yeah. that things like that, it's just a different, I think that speaks, that's a challenging thing that I liked because that does yeah. challenge our perceptions. Right. And yeah. it, it makes us think. I, how, I'm all for a yeah. diverse group of people. The, the yeah. that's more a great diverse, example. the better, I think. Yeah. And that was a great example that you bring up because at first you're right. Someone could say, oh, Hey, if that was four, four of this or that, it would appear as if that wasn't fair or if it was as if they were being, they were excluding other people based on what they looked like. Right. 
Whereas I think that what it was, was for people who shared a commonality at a time um, and also shared a perspective on that commonality. And in the, and that's what, you know, that's what they went for. So I didn't, I didn't really have a problem with it. And I like the way they showed that. Um, Yeah. And I also liked the way that they, they talked about it, agreed about it. And then at the first chance, they all went against it. Exactly. That's what I was going to say is in the end, though, it came down to how it affected the game, right? Like it made them consider, oh, wait, I can't really do this that long. <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> like, this is not going to work because Survivor doesn't work that way. So that's why I thought it was great that they showed it. And, you know, and yeah. they, I mean, I think they have the, I, uh, like the bros one. I can specifically, I'm terrible when it comes to, I know there's some people who remember, ev- I've watched every season of Survivor, but I can never remember. But I know very specifically there was one season, I can even see the guys in, in my mind, where there were like four white sport sporty guys, and they basically called themselves like the bros or something. And that actually, that hap- that's happened in... Well, conversely, though, because Big Brother is a show I really don't watch, mostly because I think it's people at their worst. And also, I find it to be very claustrophobic watching that show. Um, yeah, I agree with you. But they've had issues like they've had things like that where there have been four white. If I if but I, I didn't see it, so it's only what I've read, and that will, and they showed it too. So I think that it it you know either way, the producers are there to make a TV show. They're not there to do anything but make a TV show. Yeah, regardless of what Jeff and uh, anyone else says. That's that's their point, man. Hey, we were talking a little bit about The Bachelor in the U.S. Oh, yes. The last season of The Bachelor um, starring, I'll have to make the same mistake that everyone made, Colton, I mean Clayton. Clayton. Um, <laughs> right? Um, Jesse's twin brother. Exactly, Jesse's twin. What did you think of Jesse Palmer as the new host replacing Chris Harrison? I thought he did a good job, really. Um, when it comes down to it, there isn't a lot for him to do anyway. Yeah. I mean, Chris never had to do a, a great deal apart from walking in and say, this is the last rose <laughs> and walk out again and things like that. And when there's some big uh, argument or somebody's upset, He'll come in and give a bit of advice or something. But I thought Jesse was pretty good, actually. Yeah, I totally agree. I thought he was fantastic. Actually, I thought he was better than Chris Harrison. Yeah, because he's been through it all. Yep, exactly. And he's also extremely handsome. So I think that whenever he wa- whenever Chris Harrison walked in the room, all the girls would just keep on talking, <laughs> right? And then he'd have to knock the glass or something, right? When yes. Jesse Palmer walks in the room, like as soon as they can see him coming around the corner, they're all like, oh my God, it's Jesse. And yeah. it was kind of funny that he is so much better looking uh, than Clayton. <laughs> it was like, it's like his better looking older brother. Yeah, well, when they're standing there talking to each other, I don't know how many times I thought, 
it's a pity they didn't pick Jesse. I mean, obviously <laughs> he's been on and he's married, isn't he, Jesse? Yeah. Well, he ended up. He didn't marry the the woman he chose from the show. No, but he married after that. Yes, he married after that. But yeah, he's long married yeah. with kids. Yeah, and, yeah. But uh, he is a a good looking man, and I imagine that any of those girls would have gone after him. Oh, most definitely. That's what I was. That's the thing that I oh, I enjoy. The Australian reality shows, whether it's The Bachelor, Married at First Sight, they would do something where like one of the girls would get a crush on him and write him a note. Like in a, <laughs> it takes America a little bit of time. I think sometimes to catch up there uh, a little later, I'd like to talk about what they can import f- to like maths, America, the American version from Australia. Cause I think the Australian version is so much better. Um, maybe you might disagree, but I, I think that the, the way that they kind of go out of the box with things is so much better. Are you talking about maths or, yeah, I'm or talk, Bachelor? I'm, I'm talking about maths, but they've done it on Bachelor too. Yeah, unfortunately, I think uh, Australian Bachelor, as far as I know, uh, has been axed. Really? Yeah, very poor ratings. Bachelorette, uh, the last Bachelorette had the worst ratings they've ever had. Oh, maybe they did it too much. <laughs> yes. Um, All right, let's stick to the and, last. And they did a strange thing that they started it on a Wednesday night. Okay. And it just never caught on. Wow. That's too bad. And I bet it'll come back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll come back. They'll what? give it a rest for a, a season or two, and then they'll bring it back. Yeah, they'll they'll bring it. Because do they show the American Bachelor on regular like cable or TV or how do you watch it? Um, or is, or do you watch it through internet? It means? used to be on, um, one channel used to show it. The channel that, that shows the Australian version of the bachelor used to show the American one before they did the Australian one. And so we were always up to date that way. Uh, and then once they started showing the Australian one, they stopped showing the American one. And unless it's on cable, I don't think it's actually on anything else. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't got cable, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I have to rely on internet, of course. Yeah. Wow. Um, but uh, look, they don't show American maths either, which... I've been speaking to a lot of people on the Australian maths site and uh, telling them about some of the things that have been happening and everybody wants to know, you know, where can I watch it? Where can I watch it? And I I think it is is now streaming on one of the streaming channels, um, which I forgot the name. It might be Hulu or something like that. Um, But... Yeah, not many people. Streaming hasn't really taken off in Australia like it has overseas, apart from Netflix, I'd say. That's interesting. Do you? What do you get? Do you get Disney Plus and Hulu and all that kind of stuff? Uh, we don't get all of it. We get, um, let's see, we get... Uh, uh, there's a Prime one, isn't there? Yeah, Amazon. Amazon, yeah, it is that. 
Um, Disney, well, that's that's merging with someone, isn't it? Well, Disney who Disney owns now a majority of Hulu. Oh right, okay. So yeah. Disney and Hulu. Uh, I remember saying something about yeah, that. Um, yeah. They're eventually all gonna. Paramount Plus is going to merge with Showtime because that's the same company. Disney and Hulu is going to merge HBO and Discovery Plus and also CNN Plus are supposed to merge to create a a big streaming service, which is just weird. Like, yeah, you can watch The I, Wire and then you can watch just flip it. <laughs> too many streaming services came out all at once. Yeah. Well, they're all and they. You know, that's because they all like one huge company owned all these things, but then each of those things, they want to try to, you know, see which one they could make the most money off of. Yeah. It's surprising that it's. I think we've got most of those streaming services, but they don't advertise for some reason. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, Like I know that Paramount just started advertising. uh, I can't remember what show they're advertising, but it's. I saw an ad for it on TV the other day, you know, streaming now on Paramount. And I thought, I didn't even know Paramount was here. So um, I really should look through the the streaming services and just see who is here. But because I don't bother with any of them, I I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk. I want to hear some of your opinions on this season of uh, The Bachelor. <clears throat> because you know Sarah and I used to have our bachelor show. Yep, Batch I love that. That was great. Thank you. You were a great um, fan. We appreciated your feedback. We're not doing it anymore, but I I have continued to watch and I really did enjoy this season very much. I thought it was great and I thought it was a real return to form and I especially yeah. liked and we're going to talk spoilers for it. So if you haven't seen it, um well, you know, too bad. You're going to hear spoilers on yeah. it if you keep listening. <laughs> but uh, what did you think of the end? We had in the end Clayton, our our uh, meathead doofus, um, plain old vanilla white dude guy who really, I mean, I don't know what your impressions of him were, but I think I just described mine. Do you agree? Yeah. Look. <laughs> <laughs> any any bachelor or bachelorette, whichever one you're watching, who gets down to the final three and tells all three people that they're in love with them uh, isn't thinking too clearly. <laughs> I mean, you can you can have it in your mind. Oh my gosh, I love all these three people. Don't tell them because you're going to have to send them home, and they're going to say, "But you love me." Yeah, I, I I thought that was a dumb move. Not not only not only telling them that, uh, uh, not only telling all of them that he loves them emphatically too. Not just yeah. like, hey, I think I love you, but like screaming, I'm in love with you, to all yeah. of them. But then when they do the when they did the um the kind of final uh, what do they call that again the uh. Uh, when they go behind closed doors, the fantasy suite. Fantasy, yep. When they did the fantasy suite, which is their last night that they get to be alone with no cameras, he sleeps with the first two. Then the last one picks up on it and says, hey, by the way, Susie 
So he he slept with Gabby and what was her name? The uh, oh Rachel. He Rachel. slept with yeah. Gabby and Rachel. Then Susie picked up on it. The wedding videographer from from Virginia Beach, Virginia. They they all tell you where they're from, but they all actually live in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> they're always like, "I'm from Virginia," and then they go home, and their parents are like, "We haven't seen you in a year," and you're like, "Yeah." <laughs> That's because I'm actually an actress living in Los Angeles and I'm an Instagram. Um, She says to him, if you, she says twofold. One, if you told anyone else that you're in love with them, I'm out. And two, if you slept with any of them, I'm out. And then he looks at her and he goes, not only did I tell them both, (laughs) I love them, but I slept with both of them. She leaves. Then the next day, he goes to the to the rose ceremony because the other two women think there's going to be three of them there and he's going to let one of them go. But Susie never shows up and he tells him, oh, Susie didn't show up because I, I told her what I'm about to tell you, which is that I told both of you I love you and I slept with both of you. So he went for radical honesty. And my question to you is, do you think Jesse did a good enough job? Telling him like, dude, maybe this, like, don't do this. Cause he told him he was going to do it. I think by the time he told Jesse, I think the damage had been done because if he hadn't have told them, they would have, you know, gone on like normal and he would have chosen one of them as, uh, uh they would have seen as it later. his fiance. And then she would have watched the show back and she would have seen him saying to Susie that you're the you're the one before she walks out. And then she's going to say, well, am I second best? Ah, you're right. You know what? I had not thought it out like that. You're absolutely right. He was kind of, yeah. Then in a way, I think it's, it, it was, hmm. That's you're right. It's a really interesting thing that in my mind, if the bachelor was a more intelligent show, it kind of would have broke the show that he did this. Right. Because yeah, many, we know from bachelor nation and from listening to podcasts, especially Nick, the former bachelor norm core Nick, I will always call him. He, um, <laughs> He said that what most people do, and and they're told this nowadays by people who have been on the show before, right? They always reach out to each other over Instagram or whatever. Yeah. That if you if you fit, you gotta figure out who your one is before the fantasy suites, and that should be the only girl you you've got to basically put your rose out literally because it's his peepee before you do the final rose because that's the only way that in the end anybody's going to have any respect for you but yeah i, I guess Clayton i mean i almost got the feeling that the way he chose the order of fantasy suites uh that Susie was going to be his one yep but he wants to uh, have a bit of fun with the other two, <laughs> and I then uh, confess to Susie. Well, you're you're the one. Yeah, 
Uh, but it didn't turn out that way, of course. Yeah, but in the end, do you? What, what do you think? Do you think that he was a creep for doing that? Do you? If that was you, would have you? Sle- I mean, would you sleep with a couple other chicks if you had the chance before? <laughs> you know, I kind well, of. I mean, it is a bachelor, and everyone knows there's fantasy suites, and everyone knows what goes on in there. Yeah. Um, I would probably not tell people what's gone on in each room. I'd probably just either go with the "Oh, we spoke all night" or. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that what happened between her and me is very private and like whatever <laughs> happens with you and me will be private. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you tell people. Yeah. I, I honestly, I think, I think that Nick is right. And I think though it is true that if he is really making, uh, if this is a real thing and he's really making a decision, Right that you would of course want to sleep with the people because that is that factors in your decision, right? Like that's the kind of company line, but I kind of agree with Nick. And I think that in the end, Clayton, it was, he honestly, he just probably, he knew it was her and he just wanted to kind of sleep with the other girls to see if maybe that'll take me over the edge with them. I don't think it was just being like a player or something because It's going to come out eventually anyway. He knows that these women are going to go on every podcast and say what happened. Yeah, exactly. But did you like this season? I thought he was a bit, uh, uh, I wouldn't wouldn't say dumb, maybe a bit naive throughout the season uh, when he was told things by certain people, he believed them. Mm-hmm. And then when he told was told things by other people, he ignored them. You know, I think in the tell-all, some of the women were having go at him for doing that. Yes, yeah. It, it, tur- it turned. I have to say, while I was watching it, I was surprised how that – the women did not turn against him until after the show was over. Yeah. Because there is a season, I think, which is pretty regarded, pretty much regarded as the worst season or the worst bachelorette, which is Ashley. Do you remember her? Yes. Where, where like yeah. five dudes left because they just didn't like her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then like they were literally all sitting around going, what is she doing? You know what? Right. Like they were just questioning her openly and then they were ganging up and going to her and saying like, why are you leaving? Why did you make that decision? And like, they were just questioning her the whole time. And I thought that that's what was going to happen with Colton, uh, Clayton, excuse me (laughs) from the very beginning when the first, uh, the, cause the first woman to start shit was Cassidy. Right. And then her buddy, her kind of like uh, her little pal ended up being the big villain, Shayna uh, of the season. Right. Yeah. And they were pals in the beginning, but even in the beginning, he, he just was oblivious to anything anyone was saying about Cassidy because she told him he was great. Yes. Yeah. And he had real feelings for her. Yeah. So he didn't believe anything anyone said. Nope. And the same with Shayna. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think that for me, though, that makes a great season because the fact that I was sitting there like kind of pissed about that made me realize, God, I'm really invested in this. Like this is getting me. This is great entertainment. So I kind of feel like for me, I hope they bring The Bachelor back in Australia, maybe in the same way that they need to make Married at First Sight in the U.S. better by taking from Australia, which they've already started doing. Um, actually, the preview for the next episode shows something that they've never done before on Married at First Sight that they have done in Australia, which is have the experts watch live without the cast knowing that they're being watched by them. Like the, uh, okay. they're there like they do for the um, dinners in, in yeah. Australia. They never did that uh, in America. It's funny you should mention that because um, although it looks like it, uh, the experts aren't actually watching it live. They get to watch a video. Right. And then we'll uh, watch it A day or two after the dinner party. That's right. And they tell you that. You're right. You're right. They tell you that. That's it. You're right. And they only see like maybe five or ten minutes of the whole night. And that's why when it gets to commitment ceremonies and somebody walks in alone, or not walks in alone, sorry, somebody is upset on the couch, they always look bamboozled because they've only seen whatever the uh, producers have let them see. Oh, is that really how they do that? But like, do you know that from reading like behind the scenes stuff or yep. Yep. really? So the producers yep. purposefully don't show them everything. So their reactions at the commitment ceremonies are more pure. Yeah. I didn't know that dude. You've taught me. That's so interesting. Man, and that's another thing, level uh, just shit. on See, the that's... commitment ceremony, um, which I didn't really realize until I was reading something the other day, that the whole thing, the whole filming takes about seven hours. Oh, yeah, that is, I know about that, man. I've been and that's about <laughs> an hour for each person, uh, each couple on the couch. And they dig at them and dig at them. And if you, Look carefully enough at the experts when they get the angle right. You can see the little uh, earphones. Yes, definitely. Where the producers are telling them what to what to ask. That's good shit, man. Yeah, the length is. That's something that I think they've become a little bit more um, open about for the American Bachelor, especially on the opening night. Because they used to try to hide that they start at night and end in the morning, that it goes all night. But now yeah. they kind of go out of their way to show how tired everyone is at the end of it. They don't literally say it too much. They'll have someone say, oh, we've been here all night, where before they wouldn't do that. But I think when they show you that kind of stuff while the show's going on, I think it's interesting up to a point. You know what I mean? Like... We don't yeah, I actually to, noticed that this, during uh, the um, Clayton season, the yeah, first yeah. first episode, when he's doing the rose ceremony, it was 
daytime. Yeah. So it was in the morning. And usually they try to hide that. They'll do the yeah. ceremony inside and you won't be able to see that. But they're, I think they're, they're, that's what part of the thing they're trying to pull back the mask a little bit there. Wow. But you did that for the Australian. I had no idea that um, they, that's all that they show the experts. Cause that's one of the issues. Actually, I was going to say the one thing that the American version has going for it over the Australian version is I think the experts in America are much better. The oh, experts yeah, in Australia, they're not really, I don't understand what they're experts at. <laughs> Cause they <laughs> always get it wrong. On the couch, right. Like they are, they're terrible. Yeah. Uh, I know they claim to be experts, but like the guy, uh, John, uh, he made his name playing cricket. Are you serious? I have no idea. Um, I don't know how he's now an expert in couples. I don't know if he's That's done anything hilarious. to to be that. But uh, he wasn't a great cricketer, but he played, uh, you know, like about second or third level down from the top. Wow. So, That's um, hilarious, dude. I had no yeah. idea. I had no idea, man. Um Yeah. But that's what they're going to do next next episode in Married at First Sight in America. Oh, that's going to be good. Yeah, they're. They, I guess they're having this up. Uh, have you been watching this season? I have until episode eleven, and the usual source where I get it hasn't had episode eleven or twelve, which is the last two episodes. So um, I'm waiting and hoping that they will appear. Uh, yeah. Well, we will hope for you too, pal, because it's been. But I will. <laughs> I say, shouldn't hope too much because I will say this has been a pretty dour season. Yeah, um, it hasn't been the best. No, it's. Um, I've enjoyed. I think that they've done a good job of putting the show together and making it as interesting as they can. But the it's I don't know if any of these couples are going to make it, and we both know that there's a difference between like how many are going to say. A lot of them say yes, but then how many actually stay together is another thing. Exactly, and I I wonder with uh, oh, I've forgotten the names the couple that left early, Alyssa and Chris. Yes. With all the drama that they had in the early episodes, mm-hmm. like that's what we wanted to keep going back to all the time. Yeah. You know, show us what's happening with them. Uh, what did you think of them? Let's talk about it. What did you think of Alyssa and Chris? Oh, she's a psycho. Crazy. Yeah, really. I, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know how to even say one of the most despicable reality TV characters ever. I mean, she she's talking to Chris, and and he asks her a question, and she storms off, and she says to the producers, "I'm not going to stand there and let him talk to me like that." <laughs> and he was just and, calmly and just talking. Going, to her. He just asked you a question. <laughs> he was like, "Dude, you are not exaggerating." He'd be like, "Well, that was uh, the food was pretty good," and she'd be like, "Are you harassing me?" 
are you, are you, are you, why do you keep harassing me? And he'd be like, well, we just got married. I, I just was saying that the food was good. And she'd be like, you're so aggressive. <laughs> why are you being so aggressive? It was very and, and strange. I've never seen someone go to the producers so often. Like every time she stormed off and started arguing with the producers about how bad Chris was. It was crazy, it was, man. Oh. Yeah. She was one of the worst ever. And that guy actually surprised me. He held himself on camera very well. I, I do not know that I could be doing that. I, I don't know that I could have suffered through her. And I don't know. And I guess, you know, we'll never know how much of it was an act. Did she plan on doing it? Like, cause it's just, she wasn't attracted to the dude. You know, if yeah, she had just said nice to him, doing <laughs> yeah, I know she could have just been nice said, hey, you know what? I just, this isn't working. I'm sorry, but she's just so cruel. Um, yeah, it was, it was very strange. And I was definitely a producer pick, you know, and she wouldn't tell him what she, what oh, was upsetting God. her. It was terrible. Oh, she kept ignoring the question and yeah. And it didn't want to talk about it. I'm, I'm going to leave. If you talk about, <laughs> you know, this sort of stuff, it's, it was really strange. I, Why are you being uh, so aggressive? That's what she yeah. I, I thought, I thought, as she said, I thought Chris handled it well. I, I certainly couldn't have handled it that well. No way. Um, the way he kept his cool was amazing, but um, he certainly didn't deserve anything like that. He seemed like a really nice guy to me. He did. A little weird, but there to actually kind of, okay, hey, I'm going to be on TV and maybe I'll meet somebody. Yeah. You know? Uh, where yeah, I mean, she... there are always a few that are a little bit weird, but yeah, she was very weird. Yeah, a lot of times that could be most interesting, but that was that got to a point where it was not fun to watch. They and yeah. un, unfortunately, unlike what was it? Was it last season or two seasons ago with that dude Chris? Um, he was horrible, and they let that go on and on and on, like to, yeah. literally to the end. They checked in with them like every episode. They let this go very early on. I mean, they only lasted like four episodes, maybe five, and that, and they weren't even in one of the first episodes. Um, so that wasn't, you know, I got to give them credit for not keeping that going too long. What do you think about Jasmina and Michael? Uh, uh, look, to be honest, I, don't, I can't see any of them lasting. <laughs> That's going to be thought, what I'm going to say for everyone too, dude. Yep. Yeah, from from word go, I mean, usually at the wedding, by the wedding stage, you have a feeling, oh, I think these two are going to be a good couple or these two or so forth. I think I was uh, batting zero by the end of the weddings. And uh, I, I don't think any of them are particularly likable either. In the beginning, I really liked Jasmina, but she, the way she talks to this dude, like he is a kindergartner, uh, she's a teacher and in for kindergarten, I think early childhood education. Yep. And she talks like to him, like he's a little kid and the guy's so nice. He's trying his best, 
And he just seems to every once in a while get angry. And she too says to him all the time, like you're being aggressive, but we don't see it. We never yeah. see it. She's saying that he's doing it off camera, which is, uh, which is, I don't like that. If I, if that, if you're the producers or whatever, you're doing the show and the first time she says that, then you should be having him walk around with his cell phone camera on without her knowing it or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we need to see that's kind of unfair of her to say that to us as it an is. audience. And, and what I found very strange because she, after she said that, there was an argument. I can't remember who it was between, but it was late at night in another room, and but they still had the camera on in the lounge room, and so we got the audio of the argument, yeah. which makes me think: Well, are they doing that in all the rooms? You know, in all the lounge rooms, so you can hear any arguments and stuff. I would think so. Because it makes me question, you know, whether things are happening off screen or not. <laughs> you never know. Because I know with, with the Australian one, yeah, it's just something they use, the producers use to uh, cause a bit of conflict. By there are that many times that arguments apparently happened at night off camera and now they're sleeping in separate rooms. And the arguments when they mention them, which they usually do very quick the next day, are the pettiest little arguments. There's one, oh, I'll spoil it for you, it doesn't matter. Uh, one argument this season where a guy put his feet up on the coffee table, you know, stretched it on the couch, put his feet up on the coffee table. The next thing you know, she's gone to another room to stay the night. And that was the argument. That was because he put his foot up on the co coffee table. Man, these people and, are under and such... And you just know that yeah. you're not going to storm out and sleep in another room just because somebody did that. You know, you might tell them off, but you're not going to storm out. And with something like that, you could believe that they, they have footage or audio of it, and they're just like, this is so boring. Let's just let them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that's yes. the thing is with yeah, these shows. Yeah, that's what I mean. That these, so many, well, I, I think every week yeah. uh, they'll show at, at least some stage there'll be somebody is now sleeping in, in another room because of an argument after something last night oh, or something. Yeah, yeah. And if you listen carefully to the arguments, you think, yeah, well, we know why they haven't shown any of that because they are just the stupidest, pettiest little things. It's just an excuse to get them into other rooms and make a little bit of drama and then have them make up and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I I mean, I don't think any of these American couple. I want to hear what you have to say about some of the other ones, though. What did you What do you think of Katina and Olajuwon? Um, he was very strange. It, like at times, I I really liked him, but then at other times, when he started going on, like he expected his wife to have the meals cooked and even if she's worked all day and 
it just it just sounded like you know he was from the fifties or something. Yeah. Expected to come home and have the meals cooked and sit up and, and watch TV and uh, I don't know. I couldn't couldn't really make sense of him. <laughs> I think it's, it's like he had. Um, Two personalities. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, he said that. Remember in the first episode, he was like, there's Olajuwon and Ike or something like that. Or like there was another, remember he had another, and that was like his party, but he's like, now I'm Olajuwon, right? Yeah. I I forgot about that. He is a very strange dude. He has definitive ideas. And again, this is why these people are single desperately wanting to be about like have a need to go on a TV show, you know? Yeah. Because I think, yeah, that, well that's true. Isn't it? I mean, there's a reason <laughs> there why they're was, going on the yeah, TV show. I mean, I think the, the defining factor of going on this show is an inability to change for another person to grow or understand or sacrifice because that's the way this dude is. She has to be exactly what he pictured, all these weird ideas he had as a wife. She has to cook dinner and every day for him and do this, but also be freaky and also go to the clubs with him. Also, right? Like, oh, no, they don't want to yeah. do that anymore. But maybe sometimes they can when he wants to do it. Right? Yeah. So yeah. it's – and then even when confronted with it, he he – he stands up for it and then he backs down and he goes, well, I didn't really mean that he, I think he, I think they're just, I don't think either of them are really bad. They're just not going to make it because they just don't work together. You know, like, yeah. I think he will find someone who's into his weirdnesses. Like, I don't think he's a bad dude. I kind of agree. I like, I kind I, there's something likable about him where I think he's, he's like naive and sweet, right? It's like, yeah, he read in a magazine that this is how a marriage should be. Yeah, definitely. A 1950s magazine. <laughs> how about Lindsay and Mark the shark? <laughs> now talking about strange couples. Uh, this is like the weirdest couple ever. They're like one minute there totally lovey-dovey and the next minute they're at each other's throats and half the time I'm sitting there thinking what did I miss what happened yep weird man I I think that they are well they you know they did a little bit of a they had a break and last night they did a um an hour-long like kind of catch up mid season show where they kind of analyze it and they brought back the people that they had on the pre season show, the four women and they were, um, you know, one of the things they were saying is that they're both so high energy that she's just so much that he just turns himself down and like goes in, like kind of just shuts down, which I can agree with. Uh, I think he just, I think at first he thought it was fun. It's just the thing of there's just something turned where her, quirkiness became scary. I mean, I think she's a little scary. She is. Uh, I think it's because it's when you first meet her, yeah, you think it's quirky. You think she's, you know, sense of humor, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be fun with her and everything. But, you know, when you're living 24 seven with them, uh, that sort of takes its toll after a while. 
and she's also gets very aggressive too with the with her <laughs> arguments. I I do not even. You think wouldn't I... want to have a, a pet rabbit or something that she's going to throw in the the mincer or. Dude, I don't even think I could be in the same room with her. I think she'd give me a panic attack or something. Like <laughs> She's very scary. All right, the final couple. And this couple is almost sad in a way, I really think, which it, who is uh, Noi and Steve. Noi Coy and Steve Coy. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't You know, I, I heard a rumor about him. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Okay. I read online and I don't read too much because I don't want to know the spoilers. I should, when the season's over, I should go back more and like look at shit. But then by that time, the next season starts. Yeah. Um, the rumor of the, he, him is that he is secretly a multimillionaire. Really? Yes. And that he's not telling her because he it doesn't want her to know until they can like, if, he really loves her, which is kind of screwing up their relationship because she's now like, he's so weird about the work thing where she's like, are you going to get a job? And he's like, well, you know, I'm kind of into figuring out if I need money, I can get it. You know, I can always get it. And I, I don't, yeah. I, it's just strange, but that's that doesn't that kind of bring things into focus a little bit with that job thing. Oh, look, I never thought of it that yeah. way. He's I, like I a thought, secret Joe millionaire. Yeah, I, I thought, well, is, he, is he lazy or, or just having a bit of fun on the show or something? I, I couldn't I quite work it out, but that makes a lot of sense. Even if it's not true, it makes a lot of sense. Well, supposedly what I read is that people looked him up and he and people know who he is and he has created some pretty big apps. Right. Well, that explains why he's not worried about money or, or jobs or anything. Mm -hmm. It also explains uh, the weird way that it's... I don't know if it's really fair on her, though, no. because she's trying to plan for the future, and if she yep. thinks that her husband has no plans and doesn't even want to get a job, it's... Exactly. That's going to be very hard on her. Yeah, you know, because... The impression I got, it, it was less that he wasn't working and more so that he just seemed so cavalier about it and did not have any plan whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like if he had said to her, okay, for six months, I'm going to do this and then I'll get a job. I think she'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, even if he could have also said, you know, look, I, I worked a long time. I've, I've saved yeah. up this amount of money. Exactly. I'm going to take some time off, refresh myself, and then get a job or something like that. No, but he, but he didn't. So I guess we'll find out. Did you watch Joe Millionaire this season? Oh, yeah. Joe Million? Okay. What did you think? I loved it. thought it was great. <laughs> I agree with you, dude. It was cheap as hell. The dates were like... Let's go to a local bar. <laughs> you know, like, they're like, we're doing a movie premiere and it's at like the local Lowe's. <laughs> like it was really, really low rent. And they just stayed at the place where I think it was outside of Atlanta the whole time, which was really cool. It was a nice mansion that they had, yeah. Um, yeah. but it was really low rent. 
but I really enjoyed it because I think the casting was fantastic. Yeah, I mean the the two blokes yeah got on so well. Yep. And I think that's probably what made the show so likable to watch because they were they both seemed to be genuinely nice to each other and nice to the girls without being you know over the top or anything. Nope. I and it was agree. it was interesting to to see them after the dates or after anything and when they would sit down and, and have a chat about things. Yeah. I feel like they had written in scenes with that butler where he mm. would spur conversation with them. Like I feel like his role as initially conceived on the show was to be like a Chris Harrison or to come in after and say like, well, boys, how was your dates? Like he did that a couple times, but yeah. mostly you're right. They got along so well that they didn't even have to. It's like they, I don't know, man, it, things just real. That's, that's a season of reality TV that probably no one watched, but it was very well done. And I think that also it would appeal to people across the board because the guys were both really respectful. Um, yep. There was a little shenanigans with the women, but nothing too racy or bad or, you know what I mean? Like overall, I felt like it was actually something that you could, like a family could have watched that. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't any sort of real villains no. like there are on the bachelor Not or at all. bachelorette or yeah. anything. They didn't get mean or nasty like that. And I think that it really, I don't know the dude, they, both of the dudes were so heartfelt about everything especially the one dude who was the millionaire. He was, he was just like, I was really impressed with that guy. Yeah. You know, I was like, if I was his dad, I'd be really It was amazing how many of the girls thought the other guy was yes. interesting millionaire. <laughs> they tricked him. Well, that was just the initial casting, right? Like yeah. that was it. It was just their initial look. And because he was like a Southern guy, they kind of, you know, they they went with the stereotype and they thought that Kurt, you know, the more sophisticated looking dude was the millionaire, you know, but, and that didn't really even come to play in the end. That's what I thought made the show so good. Because yeah, exactly. The, um, I thought early on, there are a few women there who seem to be more uh, worried Instagram. about who the millionaire was than... Yeah anything about the guys but they didn't last long and they got sent home pretty yep. quick yeah totally man yeah overall a really that was a really good season of tv even though i will say yet again it was super cheap i mean I, <laughs> it's like they would just go into the backyard <laughs> like, like, one of the one of the dates was in a, a one of those bouncy castle oh my god you're right it was so cheap man holy cow that was super cheap all right what was the other show we want to talk about? oh love is blind okay I did not get, you you did watch season two of love is blind correct yep yep all right i want to hear your impressions of this season and Spoilers for Love is Blind season two here. And I know that I think uh, Jenny just finished watching it. But the question I have for you is, should have Natalie forgiven Shane, even if he was like 
a bunch of drunk stuff the night before the wedding. Do you think that they were a match or what do you think, Pete? Uh, I couldn't make up my mind about that situation. Uh, I thought I kept going one way and then I'd think about it and think, no, she shouldn't forgive him. And then I'd think, well, if she loves him, maybe she should. But there are there are other things that I thought were worse, uh, like him thinking he was going to talk to one woman and it was another woman. <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> yeah, what are you wearing? Oh, dear. That was... Um, she was so... Uh, first of all, I have to, to respond. I agree with... I feel the same way as you. I don't have a definitive... I think that's what made this, I think that's what makes this show and the way they edit it because it is actually made by the same production company that makes Married at First Sight in America. Oh, I didn't know that. It's the same production house. So, but the editing and everything is much, much different. It's like the exact opposite, isn't it? Like. They yeah. show you nothing, whereas in Married at First Sight US, they show you too much. Like, we really don't need two-hour episodes every, like, the, it's, like, too much, and this is not, like, not enough. It really yeah. means you want more. So I can't, that's one of the things about Love is Blind overall, is that it sits with me in a different way than some of these other reality shows, because it's so overproduced, it's so edited, it's, like, they meet each other and then all of a sudden they're in the the hotel and the honeymoon. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we don't yeah. we don't really get a sense of of like the length of time or how they're really feeling. And then it's kind of gets rushed to the end. Um, but yeah, the way I, I I agree with you, I went back and forth. Oh, I go back and forth. If I would think about it and ask, like, they did seem to really like each other, but I think in the end. He was, she kept on saying when she first started, I remember she was like, the guys I like never like me. Right. She was like, I always settle for a certain kind of guy. And I think what she always wanted was like a muscular, funny white dude. And that's what Shane is. Right. Like, I mean, he's a good looking dude. He's huge. He's very weird and funny and quirky. And I think that was just like she felt. But then as they got, she got to know him, she realized that he was just a type that she liked. She didn't really like him. Yeah, you know? definitely. I think she was a wee bit more sophisticated and intelligent than him. I do have a question about the show. What's that? Which is how do they organize to meet up in certain rooms because you just see them sort of walk and they're told ex- everything's on it. This I have read a bit about and they, oh, so they're, they're, it, they're told who's going to be in what it, room. It's very, yeah, it's very scheduled like that. So ah. when she, well, I should say it's scheduled for the person who's entering the room second, Right. Because he may have already been talking to someone else. Then he stays in the room. He knows he has like another appointment. 
So I think in the in the, in that instance that you're describing, I do think that the producers tricked him. Yeah, because that's I found that really yeah. odd because I think Shane so was supposed times, to come there. There were people just come in yes. and going, and and it, it didn't. It, there's no big signs on doors saying. This room is now going to be for so-and-so and so-and-so. So so, that thing is, I mean, they're basically in a warehouse. Like they shoot that in a warehouse. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) that's what it is. I read that it used to be like a, like, um, like a storage facility, (laughs) right? Uh. And then they just make them into rooms. Yeah. Well, that explains how they can zoom around with the cameras and. And they're shooting from above like that yeah. right so it's really very produced and yeah that's and what, i do agree that the ending always seems to be rushed very rushed yeah very rushed even though i love the show and it does it shows you for me like watching married at first sight us knowing that it's the same company i'm like Man, they really could up their game, but they don't have the money because they ha- obviously they have so much more money on the Netflix version. But yeah, that they, I mean, for the other couples, I mean, it's pretty obvious. The whole thing between um, what you call it, uh, Deep D and uh, Shake, that was just I don't know, man. Yeah, that, that dude should have just kept his mouth shut. That's all it comes down to. He was, <laughs> right? Like he was just a jerk. She's very nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was lucky that somebody didn't flatten him. I think he he yep. he's really asking for it. I, I it was really st- because if he none of the way he felt was wrong. And he did actually, he betrayed his own mouth by trying. So he was trying, right? Yeah. But in the end, he he just doesn't seem to have confidence in himself and he has to undercut her in order to, he's just, he just not cool, man. That, that was a very shitty situation because she was very yeah. awesome. But again, I don't think, I mean, the guy doesn't have to find her attractive, right? It's just the way you go about saying it. Yeah, uh, it is a situation where they get to know each other. Uh, it's, it's, I suppose it's a problem of the show is they get to know each other, like each other, and then when they see each other, there are going to be times when they're not going to be attracted. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, it just seemed like in the beginning, though, he was, you know? But then again, all the this is one thing that we have to remember about this show. This is only the second season of it, right? Yeah. So the most, I think, pure reactions we got in the first season. I wonder if we're ever going to see the reactions. Because remember in the first season, there were like two people who saw the other person and were like, yeah, I'm not ready to kiss you. <laughs> like, <don't> <laughs> right? Like, no, this yeah. ain't work. But he he really like made out with her and you know what I mean? Like he, it's so I kind of almost feel like maybe he was attracted to her, but he didn't think other people would think she was attractive. Yeah. That's probably a good point. Must come into their thinking. Yeah. I mean, that happens in life. 
Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. The other couples, I don't really have much to say about Iana and Jared. They seem cool. You know, I don't, I mean, the thing he had with, um, with Mallory, the Mallory and Sal, I don't, this is where the editing failed me. I don't understand what happened at all. I don't even understand. I, I feel like they just didn't show us anything of them. Yeah. I, I mean, when, when she decided to say yes to him, uh, I was shocked because I basically knew nothing about him. <laughs> That's how I, I hadn't been too. paying any attention to anything he'd said. He didn't say much, dude. They didn't show much. No, they didn't show much. So I just yeah. assumed he was just one of those people that gets very little time because they're not going to be with anyone. Yep. Yeah. It was weird. That that's the, that's my basic slight against this show is I, I feel like they need to add a couple episodes, you know, or, or make them longer. Why do they have to be an hour? Now I know that Netflix sells things, um, to actual TV in other countries. And I think this actually shows on like regular TV in some places, but, they could still go a little bit longer because yeah, like sure. I said, I don't really have even much more to even say. Even just spend a little bit of time with yeah. some of the people that don't end up with anyone. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too, is you know that there's like two or three other couples who got married and they shot everything with them and they just cut them from the show. Yeah. That happened last season and this season. How about, um? well, I mean, we already talked a little bit about Shayna and Kyle I mean, I think this dude was just like, at first he was like, okay, I want to be married and everything. And then he saw her and he was like, I don't care if you love God. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you are gorgeous. I am going to get with you. Like he just kept on, it was a little creepy. Yeah. Did you have uh, any impressions think, of that? I think there are, um, there are good good things and bad things about the show and unfortunately they become entwined uh you know what can be a really good thing about not seeing somebody and getting to know them by talking can turn into a really bad thing if they don't feel it when they see each other and also you have the situation where like they had the the beach party or yeah. barbecue or something. Yeah, yep. where they all met up uh, with each other. And they all got together. For the first time, for many of them. Yeah, and, you know, imagine if you chose between, say, two women and you quite like the one you got and then you see the other one is like your perfect <laughs> girl and, and that's the one you missed out on. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a bit harsh. Yeah, man, that's what, that is the, that's the thing that I felt it was missing a little bit. Like I'm saying from season one to season two, I felt like, I don't know how I felt like everyone was trying to be a little bit too the initial meeting. They yeah. were a little too positive and then they fell out pretty quick, you know, because you, they you think were, it's a, a thing of. Wanting to stay on the show? Yeah, I do. I think it's wanting to stay on the show. I think it's wanting to please the producers. I think there is a literal, you know, 
I, I mean, I know people are doing some kind of psychological studies, but the reality, unreality of being on these shows where you know you're trying to act, you at certain points you, you you can't do anything but act real, right? Yeah. The amount of time that they shoot, how late it is, like the lack of like food that you probably have, lack of sleep. Um, just think like the, the paranoia of having a camera on you all the time. Um, but I think that certain things as shows go on and on, you see that I think cert, certain aspects of it, cause it happens on maths too, where there's yeah. less of initial reaction than there used to be. That's why the Chris Alyssa thing was so surprising because usually They'll try to be like, okay, hey, I'm not that, you know, I'll see what happens. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I fear that their love is blind is losing the, that kind of snap judgment. And I think there's a way they can get around that, which is to sneak attack them when they're going to see each other. Right. Yes. Like, that, that'd make it a bit more interesting. I think. Right. Like we're going to show you a picture. Okay. Or, or it, when you, the guy tells the producers, I'm going to propose. And then when he bends down on his knee, right, the wall lifts up. Oh, yes. And then he, that'd be good. Right. Does he go through with it? You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Does she go through? And then he can see her reaction going, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like when it's Kyle and she's like, Oh my God, it's a troll. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's mean. But that guy is not he is very interesting looking face. Um they uh it's yeah, they've gotta mix it up. They gotta mix it up. And I know and you know what? It gives me hope that they will, because there actually was some news. I was gonna start the show, but I we just started talking which is that Netflix announced, first of all, all this shit is love is blind, too hot to handle. Did you ever watch too hot to handle? No, I watched one season of it. It was, it was okay. What's that? I'm not sure. What, what, What was it like? The premise is there. It looks like temptation Island or whatever, you know, they're in like Maui or something in a, in a, in some big house. And they, the first night they think they're on um, like some reality show where they can, you know, they're just trying to find love and they can make out as much as they want and get drunk, you know, but then they find out that they're on too hot to handle. And they start out with a pot of like a hundred thousand dollars. And every time a guy and a girl kiss cuddle, if they go too far, they lose money. Everybody loses money. So it builds up. The first season I watched, it was pretty good. The second season was really good. The third season I didn't like as much if there were, or maybe it was only two seasons, but because sometimes the people are just like, who cares? (laughs) Like I wasn't going to win anything anyway. (laughs) And then they just, it just turns into like getting, getting drunk and everything. And yeah, but, but sometimes they do kind of, it, it's a little bit like um, the same, like flipping it on its head, like uh, that F Boy Island that was on HBO. Oh, yes. That was great. I think we chatted a little bit about that before. That was a yeah. great show 
where they did challenge the people like that. Like, are you going to change? You know what I mean? And they really kind of kept them, kept them to it and, and like um, made it worth their while. But um, yeah. they're going to make a new show on Netflix. That's a mix of love is blind and too hot to handle. And I hope, and I pray I can only, cause I don't pray, but if I did that, <laughs> they would have people from the circle on it too. That would be awesome. Yeah. Mix it all up. Yes. It'd be, yeah. Do like an MTV, like the challenge or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're creating some kind of show. They're not, they're not saying exactly what it is yet. Um, but they're doing like a, a mashup show, which, which makes me believe that Netflix is open to being a bit more flexible with how they do these shows. Cause this first two seasons of love is blind were almost exactly this. They're like beat for beat the same. Yeah. Not what happened, yeah, you, but how you've they got to, you've got to mash things up a bit. Definitely, man. You always got to do that. All right, brother, you got anything else you wanted to mention? I kind of, that's the shows that I had that you, you had a couple, but we've been going. For a while. I've got a couple, um, which I'll just quickly mention. But the first one I want to mention is, uh, something that I never, ever thought I would see on TV. And it's a show called naked attraction from the UK. I don't know if it's on anywhere in America. You'd have to look it up, I suppose. I do not believe Uh, it is. So what it is, is there's a host, obviously, and for sometimes a woman, sometimes a guy, we'll say, for example, it's a woman, and there are six boxes, uh, big boxes, that have six naked men in them. They raise the boxes up to, like, their stomach. The men are completely naked. Okay, so you can see their schlong is what you're saying. Yeah, and not only that, the woman and the host go up and have a close inspection of each each of their schlongs. Wait, can you see it, though? Yes. There's no, no... pixelation or anything it's it's just there in your face yeah i'm just looking this up this is on channel four and uh it's been it's gone for six seasons it started in july 2016 yeah and it's amazing and then the one person gets eliminated and then they lift the the box up a bit higher and shows their chest and then eventually it shows their head and you know, each time it shows something, um, somebody will get eliminated. And then when you get down to the final two, the person who is choosing goes off screen and comes back a few minutes later and she's naked. And so the two naked men can now see what the naked woman looks like. And it's like... Unbelievable like to see all this nakedness. I, I, I must be just old, I think. I just can't believe it. <laughs> and, and when there's six women there in the boxes and the guy's going up and he's talking about how much he likes one of their vaginas and, you know, it's like, what? What? How can this be on TV? Yeah, this is not available to stream in the U.S. anywhere. 
No, I, I don't know. That uh, sounds hilarious. Do they? Do they? So, do they talk at all while they're looking at their junk? Like, do they get to know each other, or is it just like they have to remain quiet? They have to remain quiet. Okay. They're not allowed to say anything so until they basically have. It's whole, right at the end. Okay. When they're fully naked and fully exposed, then the the host will say, uh, "We'll get each person who's left uh, to say something now." And so the person can see if they like their, their case <laughs> language or something. I, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of weird. And I, I like. I want to see this. I think that sounds funny, man. It, it, it's it's quite it's quite addictive, to be honest. I mean, why the not? new series yeah. has just been started. I think. Well, you I know what I like about episodes. that is is just like I've been saying. Like it's just like with the Bachelor kind of getting broken where the guy's like, yeah, I did. This is what I did on the fantasy suite. You know what I mean? Like why not flip it? And instead of trying to be so moralistic and ethical and love and all that, why don't you just have a show where, Hey, I like you because you look good. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I think that's kind of cool. Me was one of the episodes I watched. um, One of the men had a very small, penis yes and uh yeah he was on there naked and everything exposed into the world and of course when they get sent home or whatever happens to them they start an only fans the, the host <laughs> says uh, this is uh harry smith from uh you know brighton or something and he's a carpenter but i thought I wouldn't want anyone to know. <laughs> uh, my name's Harry. I'm a micro penis carpenter. <laughs> from... <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny, man. I got to watch. It's I got to track. Such a show weird down. show. Uh, okay. I love reality TV. I, I don't know I it. what Channel Four is usually like, but it seems to be to be so. Um, You're really shocked by this. I think you got to. I am. Come I, on. I'm, I'm so used to. <laughs> like especially men's penises being pixelated or yeah, you got to free the penis behind dude. or something. Got to free the penis, man. What else you've been watching? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh yes. I want to talk about 90 day fiance. I've seen, yeah, I have uh, not watched the one I've just while. watched is the before the 90 days. Okay. So there's a whole series of this, this show you have, before the 90 days where the people first meet and then they I think they actually Peter I don't mean to interrupt but I think they actually have one that's before before the 90 days that's like deciding whether I want to even meet someone the 90 days and then they meet them and then yeah they dude on discovery plus here yeah. They have an entire channel, like theme of, you know, area where it's like before the 90 day, then they follow them after. And like, it's like yeah. I'm talking about. Like, there's 90 day fiance and there's oh. 90 day fiance happily ever after. And mm-hmm. there's 90 day fiance. Single life. Um, single life. And, and it's just like, there's a whole series of them. But the season that I just watched there was a couple um, 
And I have to be careful how I say this. There was a couple, a woman from Russia who was a little person. Now, the reason I have to be careful how I say this is because I got banned for a couple of days on Facebook for saying the wrong thing. Um, well, you're not on Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg doesn't own this podcast, baby. But oh, he could right. if he wants to. So, Mark, dvrpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm open for and offers. She is in a relationship, a long-distance relationship, with an American guy who's like six foot tall. Um, quite good looking, I suppose, long hair and everything. And she's like, I don't know, two foot tall or something. But the thing that got me was uh, two things that got me. The first one was she had sex with him, which is fine. Uh, Whatever they want to do, that's fine. (laughs) But she's telling her friend the next day, and I'm going to tell you this, and it will never leave your head after this. Okay. She The way she told her friend that she had had sex, she said, I danced on his disco pole all night. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't been able to get that phrase out of my head since I watched the show. Okay. Well, maybe you need to watch some more Naked Attraction and exactly. that'll, that'll cleanse your palate. Yeah, 90 Day Fiance is... Uh, that's so that, that stretches the boundaries of sanity for me, that show, because first of all, they do that same thing where they're like four hour episodes and you're just like watching someone get coffee or something. And you're like, why am I like, I want it. I like the feeling that the show is edited in a, especially in reality, in regular TV there, you should have an invisible editor, right? Like you don't see the edits. I think in reality TV, you actually want to have like an omnipresent editor where you feel like you're being guided. What's happening here? Like, right? Like, why am I watching this? And that's where 90 day fiance loses me. I just, I watch like a couple, not even full seasons with my wife. I think maybe we watch one full season. I can't even remember because there's so many, they would interrupt it with another version of the show. (laughs) What the hell's happening? They do it all the time. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Like I just don't even get it, but it's because it's just like, you know, it's not so, um, uh, like they're, it's, they're not hiding their motives. They're like, you must watch everything. So we're going to basically break for a commercial, come back with 20 minutes of a different show and then go back to the show you were watching. And you're like, what yeah. the hell just happened? So exactly. I, 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 yeah, I had to, and it, it is, it is train wreck TV because oh, 100%, it's like right from the start, shit, you know, this like, relation relationship. Yeah. Isn't going to last. No, yeah. On the uh, levels of, there, you know, there might be a like this season. There was a, uh, I think 50, 52 year old man, and he was in love with. Well, he said he was in love with a twenty two year old girl from Colombia or or something. Oh. And you know, thirty years difference. I'm just. I think I saw this. I think I know who you're talking about. 
Yeah. Was it that dude, Ed? Strange. Or no, maybe it was a. I mean, they've done that one over and over. Well, I mean, I don't have a really a problem with age difference. You know, I would say my parents div- got divorced, and my mother married someone eighteen years older, and my father married someone eighteen years younger. Okay. So I've never. So I've. So as like when there's age differences, except when they do it in Hollywood movies consistently, when the woman is always way way younger. Yeah. But um. It's like, oh, you know, that reminds me that new movie with Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock. She's a quite a bit. She's like 10 or 15 years older than him. And I was like, hey, yeah, it's good that I they did that. Just reading about that the other day. Yeah, it's rare you see that in a movie yeah. where the woman is older than the man. Um, but yeah, I can't do 90 Day Fiance. I just I can't do it, man. No, nah, I've watched a few seasons and I'm probably at my limit now. Yeah. I've just watched this season and. Uh, I, I think there's a new season of happily ever after or something starting up soon. I, I think I've had enough of it. Yeah. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. There's only so much train wreck, like obvious <laughs> train wreck. Yeah. You can watch. And uh, unfortunately, most of the people to put it nicely, aren't good looking. <laughs> <laughs> they're not you, you know what it is it does make a show easier to watch when you can see good looking people i mean that is what television is about right i mean exactly that's, that's why we're podcasting yeah, exactly um, that's why we're not even on youtube um but uh all right man we've had a great you know before i go i do want to ask you yep do you watch any of the bravo shows like summer house southern charm housewives any of that stuff uh, I've watched a fair bit of uh, Real Housewives, Beverly Hills. Okay. Because uh, my wife likes it, and uh, I sort of got caught up in watching it, especially the most recent season with all the Erica, whatever her name is. Yeah, I haven't seen drama. Yeah, I have. I haven't seen Beverly Hills in a long. I think I watched the first like four or five seasons. Yeah, and then I uh, don't know if there are too many left. How about Summer House, days? Winter House, Southern Charm? Do you watch those? Uh, no, I've seen Summer House um, listed on one of the stations here, and you I kept meaning it, to dude. tape it because I yeah. thought my wife might like it, and usually that means that I'll end up liking it because you should go back watch to it, the so beginning. <laughs> go back because Bravo has done a, a kind of a fun thing here where they've like meshed those two shows basically together where okay. they literally are now they share people on each show and they've been fun to watch, but you should go back and watch Southern charm and summer house from the beginning. Cause then they did a winter house where they kind of came together. But now in the newest season of Southern of summer house, like two of the dudes from Southern Charm are like in every episode. They okay. just keep on coming to oh, the yeah, house. I'll check that out. Yeah, it's, they're, they're fun. And I mean, that's much younger people. There's no point to the show, of course. There's no like, <laughs> it's not like The Bachelor or whatever. They're just hanging out all the time. You yeah. Know? And it's, kind of, it's a little bit more fun to watch. Uh, you know, I know we both watch these shows with our wives and it's always yeah. fun to just sit there and talk and like it's... I always say I don't really watch sitcoms. We don't watch a lot of comedy because we watch reality shows. That's what makes us laugh. Yeah, exactly. Same here. Yeah. 
You know, it's like instead of Sam Malone and Diane, it's like, you know, Clayton and, and, and whatever, and rate all these weirdos and Shana <laughs> weird people, man. All right, cool. Well, before we go, I, yes. I just do want to mention, um, maths, the UK, we, uh, we talked about maths before the Australian and yes. the English, uh, sorry, American, um, they used to do like the American version and they showed during uh, when COVID first hit, they showed a season of the Australian show and it did so well that they changed their format to the Australian version. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, it is more real looking than the Australian insofar as um, the arguments seem real, um, the affection seems real, doesn't seem as producer-produced, if you yeah. like to say it that way. Um, it, it, was, it was actually really good. It was on, um, we found it on YouTube. Okay. It's probably still on there. Out. I, my, I know my wife would um, want to check that out. Yeah. I want, it's I want to check definitely that out. worth checking out. Yeah. It's great that they're showing um, Maths Australia on Lifetime here. And it only happened because of COVID. They couldn't yeah. finish the season. They took a break, right? And they could they didn't know whether they were going to finish the season two years ago for US. So they brought, they put on the Australian one and people loved it so much that now it's like part of the schedule that halfway through the uh, American version, the Australian version starts. That's what they've done like two or three times in a row now. Well, this is the third time now. So it starts. I hope they're going to show the new season. They are because we, so the, the last season they showed is when they brought back um, that, woman i don't remember her name but who was originally with the stripper well they're half of them are strippers so i, don't know what <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask I, you that I by the way i remember who you've been talking about but i yes. can't remember her name too yeah so the, and it's the season after that so i believe it's season nine which was the last season in australia i think i think they're current they're showing a new season right yeah we're almost at the end of it yeah so i think we've got couple weeks to go but um that was something i wanted to ask you what percentage of people in australia are strippers peter because <laughs> i'm watching the maths australia is like literally half the people are strippers on every season i know and if they're not strippers then they're influencers oh well that's kind of the same thing you just strip yeah. online you yeah. know they're showing now um, there's a new show that peacock is doing um Below Deck. Do you ever watch Below Deck on Bravo? I haven't, but I have watched the first three episodes of Down Under. That's what I'm going to say. Yes, that's it's that's I mean, it is it's the same exact show, though it's very different because the the captain on the Australian one behaves very differently from the captains on Below Deck Med, Below Deck Sailing Yacht and Below Deck. On that, okay. the, the captains are very, they're older. They don't really hang out with the crew. You know what I mean? Like this captain is a bit more hip. 
Um, and they're yeah. much more strict too. They seem to have a lot more fun on this boat than in the, the um, American boats. But yeah, that's a great, they're showing that on Peacock. So I like this, man. I, 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 I never understood that for so many years. I know there's rights and everything, but people want to sell it. Like somebody's, you know, somebody's going to buy, like put yeah. it out there. Like I want, I want to see all these shows from all over the world. I like the way Netflix shows. They have like love is Brian Brazil, Japan, you know, they oh, have, really, yeah, they have all different types on Netflix oh, here. Wow. At least they show it. They have, they have like three or four love is blinds from different countries. The one thing is though, they usually have subtitles. They don't have, they don't dub them, which is a little, oh, I, I, I mean, it's reality. Just dub it. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not going to like, uh, you're not like ruining anything like their performance for me. <laughs> it's okay. But uh, yeah, I can, I hope they keep on doing that showing more stuff. Um, all right, man, that's all I got. We went a long time. Gosh, we've been talking for like an hour and 40 minutes, bro. Oh, there we go. There's been a lot of good TV to talk about. Yeah. Is it still Friday there? Still Friday. Okay. 10 past four. Yeah. See, I didn't. Friday we did, afternoon. We didn't make it past uh, midnight or else we could both be on the same day, but it's still Thursday <laughs> for me. 10 o'clock. All right. This is great. Peter, thank you so much for coming on. Did you have fun, buddy? Yeah, Axel, loved it very much. Good. I'm glad, man. I wanted to have you come on and so we could chat. This was great. We'll do it again soon. I think next week, I don't think I'm doing a show next week. I think I'll release another episode of Mindhunter on the feed that had previously been on the Patreon. Speaking of which, thank you to all the patrons. You all are the best. This uh, We're gearing up. Gearing up, people, because pretty soon I, I just have a bad feeling that Heath and I are going to record like the first episode of Better Call Saul and then HBO is going to be like starting in two weeks. It's Westworld and Game of Thrones. <laughs> and then we're going to be like, oh, that's a lot. That's usually talk. what happens, though, isn't it? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But until then, thank you, everyone, for listening. Do you want to say anything before we go, Pete? Uh, go Saints. Yeah. That's St. Kilda, my football team. Unfortunately, lost the first game, but... There's always second game. There's always another one. We keep fighting. You're not going to sing the theme song for your team? <laughs> That's how I was. I'll get everyone I was turn off very quickly. I was just giving the commentary like, we fight. And then you start singing, go Saints. La, la, la. <laughs> and I'm like, another day. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. DVRpodcast.com. Hit us with an email. DVRpodcast at gmail.com. Give us a thumbs up or a like or whatever. Oh, join the Facebook group. We've always having having some good chats over there. That's uh, Daily DVR on the Facebook. Peace out, everybody.